0: I'm getting messages. Before all of that, let's talk about what we just saw last night. By the way. But first, let's do it in unison this time. But first. I'm wearing this
1: because my boys told me to. And I love them.
0: You got to do what the boys say. And I am. Because you live a hard life, and when you're old, you're going to need them it's too hot to tomorrow on this show. <laughs> the uh, guy at least just Let's do it. Let's start it off. Let's do this. So, we had UFC Vegas 9 last night. Just before that, we had what did we have? What was it? 252 at the Apex. But let's get go right to last night since it's fresh in my old ass brain. How about fucking Alistar Overeem getting it done looking really, really good early on wasn't doing a lot and we're like, "Oh no, he's done." Oh no, 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 no. He knew. He knew Saki was going to gas he knew he was going to use so much power, and I think the best part, it scared me. Just to watch Overeem take a Muay Thai knee is scary, and he took it well. And I think that boosted his ego a little bit, too, and said, wait a minute. If that's what he's got with his knees, he can't hurt me. It was such a like, weird
1: roller coaster of emotions for Alistair Overeem. Sure. Because when it started off, he didn't look so sharp. He he kind of was throwing like little pillow hand punches. And I yes. Was, and I sent you a text, and I, I sent a couple people a text. I said, Does he even have knockout power anymore? I'm like, What is he doing here? And then, also, I mean, obviously, his fight IQ came into the game, and he was gassing out this big, blubbery man out in front of him. Yeah, he Just so- to drag his ass to the ground late in the rounds and then ground it and bring ground and pound
0: back to MMA. He had a little bit of That's the awesome. uh, Roy Nelson thing going on, but he was moving well. Like you had mentioned, he was moving well. Footwork was decent enough, even for Reem, but as we know, Reem was feeling him out. Jarrett Kelly, thank you so much for coming in, brother. We love your opinions. Yeah, he, like I said, he, did, he didn't look horrible, but Reem was set in a trap. Yeah, I'll give this to Sakai. For a big man, he's got really good footwork. He
1: was snapping his jabs out. He was doing all right. He was throwing knees over him was taking them. It was, it was scaring us all. But um, you know, after I sent you that text, I looked at uh, I looked at Overeem's record, and Jesus, man, shame on me for asking if he's got power anymore because four of his last five yeah. fights, he has knockouts. Right? <laughs> like, what am I doing? Over my competitors. Mean? Jesus, yeah, over competitors. And
0: people can say what they la- what they want about his last fight. Maybe he won because of some tragedy, but
1: no, I don't he
0: still so. beat him. He put him down, left him like this. He was done.
1: No, Overeem, and and honestly, the one loss that he has in his last five fights was against Rosenstruck, and he was winning four, four and three quarter rounds of that fight. Sure, before he got his face blown up by a wild right hand, like that was just like a freak accident. If you ask me, I don't know if that lip didn't blow to pieces. And it went to the judges. He'd be five in all in his last five fights. Do you see how little of a
0: scar it is now, though? Yeah, we're yeah. So he's got that scar and he's got this scar. He's a goddamn. Dude, he's a cyborg. fucking monster, bro. <laughs>
1: Horse meat. Horse meat, man. I don't know. He he. There there was like I think back when that happened, it was like eleven days apart from when it happened to when it was all like healed Sealed up. Sealed up. Yeah. It's
0: crazy. I don't know, man. And I heal quick too, but that is ridiculous. We've seen flesh <laughs> ripped apart. Margaret Margaret Gagnon Phillips one of our Queen. biggest contributors on the page Queen Margaret uh, we really yeah <laughs> as Mike MMA Elcock would say over there on the page we appreciate it Margaret all of your input this is uh cheers yeah there's Thank yous only go so far, but we, we love you over there and thank you so much. You always got your hand on the pulse, and she's on a lot of pages, not just ours. So it's not just like she's running on online, and she's on there all 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 of her she important didn't. time is yeah, spent sometimes sure. on this computer. So let's you know always uh, appreciate her. She is the caps gal, as we call her, because uh, like myself, she has some eye issues, so she types in caps a lot, which for me is awesome. Yeah. Some of you young kids it's have like a she's problem young with it, but everybody. get over it. <laughs> Margaret is spit knowledge. If she has to yell it at you, let her.
1: <laughs> yeah. In any case. Where does Overeem go from here? I mean, he's on this weird cusp where, like, he can absolutely win against everybody from rank six and up. But I don't here's think he could beat anybody from 4 down.
0: Here's my first thought. <laughs> And it's a little bit of a favorite because I want him just to get another win because if he gets another win, I can justify him getting a belt. So I said immediately or going for a belt. I I justified said immediately put him against RDS. It's a bad move for him I mean, because of, I mean JDS because of what just happened. That's it's a bad move. That, but that's he's a good fight. He's ranked. He's sixth. Yeah. And JDS has looked good lately. He lost his last one, but if was- Overeem was down for it, it could be a good move in Overeem's title run. It could be a I mouse trap too, though.
1: I could be wrong, but I feel like um, something's being set up between Derek Lewis and Overeem.
0: Uh, Lewis would like that, but as we've said, it's not always what the fighter wants. But as we've also seen, sometimes it is. I think he. I think Overeem might have mentioned it in the post-fight press. Lewis has so. looked great, and I don't want to see that great. fight because I really do like I, Lewis. But Reem is one of my old-school favorites, and he's
1: looking good. And you asked me, my if you had if I had to choose. This if I had to choose, I would say run it back with uh, Jardino Rosenstruck because he, like I said, he was no dominating.
0: Back. Yeah, run it what? If he gets a belt, run it back.
1: Who, Rosenstruck?
0: Reem is on a belt run right now, so he can't do no running it back bullshit. Yeah,
1: but he's, Rosenstruck
0: is that number four, a,
1: Yeah, and he just beat JDS. And he so, don't
0: think he lost to Reem. Reem don't think he lost to him. Reem thinks he, he could beat him. That's what I'm saying. Run it back with Rosenstruck at
1: the number four spot, and then... You beat him, who just beat JDS, you're like really, really close to getting a title fight. You're not gonna step in front of John Jones or Francis Ngannou,
0: but you're right outside the door. Folks, we need a new goddamn laptop for Captain America. I'll get one. I don't need a
1: laptop, I'm good, man. I got paper, I do this thing, I don't know if anybody still does this, but I take, this is called a pen. Huh? This is a notebook. And i take notes what is that hieroglyphics i don't know it's some bullshit that like ancient people do but no clue it that seems is. to work for me because i don't really like any of this stuff so it's
0: working okay. out it's working out all right Hey why we got y'all i wanted to give a big <laughs> shout out to east coast lawn care big mike Chauvain. if you're local to us and you want your lawn done get it done by the pros so you,
1: is that the dude you had in here that was about like just
0: talk. that's the guy yeah you should put a picture in here in the studio he was have you ever seen me with a friend small I don't do it I'm scared at night I have night terrors I like to have big badass friends big friends only can't help it also quick shout out to Kevin Woods at Bare Knuckle MMA get on your uh, Facebook where you should be now watching our show when you're done here and check out Bare Knuckle MMA it's an awesome place to chill out a lot of knowledge a lot of opinions
1: before we move on from that, wasn't Thiago Alves supposed to fight Phil Baroni
0: and he's now fighting Julian Lane. Julian Lane. What happened to Baroni? Baroni just didn't wanna let himself bang, bro. Is
1: that what it was? I don't know. Let me bang, bro.
0: I'm a slight bit of a Baroni <laughs> hater. If he came in here to no, thats me on awesome. the jaw, it'd be my fault. And I, the, the, I love hater. the
1: Julian Lane shout out there. Just let me bang, bro. Yeah. Yeah, that's hilarious. I, I No, I, I saw the poster, and it was supposed to be Alves versus Baroni, and I didn't hear anything about him dropping out of that card. I think I'm right about
0: that, no? no. I Yeah. yeah. Uh, Derek Barrett in the house. Local good buddy of mine. Real good friend of mine. He says he wants to see a rematch with Lesnar. Hey, it's it's almost a good time for that because Lesnar's kind you of know, a free agent right now. That's not a bad idea. That is Remember, Lesnar came in and whoop, boom, destroyed a good, good, good call on and, that. And, and Then title and shot. Les- and I agree. F- then title shot. He only needs to win one and he's going to get a title shot because he's a good friend of the company.
1: Now. And, and supposedly when Lesnar fought Reem the first time, Lesnar was at like 30% because of the diverticulitis. And he got kneed in the stomach to help by the Ream. So maybe that's Being a that's, Reem
0: fan, I loved that. that was, if it was like Randy, that's he a good did it call, to, man. I'd didn't. Be, even, I'd be I'd be bad. I
1: didn't even think of Brock Lesnar, not not gonna lie. I his name never even popped in my
0: head at all, but that's not a bad call at all. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Margaret I guess also takes notes. I guess I'm on the outside looking in. Also, hello Julie from you, you take tokes. I take tokes. <laughs> I like <pot>. Ah <laughs> Captain America on not smoke no How come he and him are so tight and good buddies? I don't know. He's too clean for me. He's an awesome dad and stuff. I don't right, know what I like. I know
1: things. I just don't smoke. That's it.
0: But I love my daughter very much <laughs> who's working very hard at college right now, but that's besides the point. All right. right. Uh, one more quick shout-out. Uh, head, head over when you're done here, too, after you are done with uh, Bare Knuckle MMA. Head over to UFC MMA and Muay Thai. I do a lot of work over there. I run that page as well. I do a, quite a bit over there. It's... A whole lot of international MMA. It's not just UFC. There's a lot of great Muay Thai stuff in there. There's all kinds of good Thai boxing, obviously, in there. Head over there, guys. When you get a chance, like I said, it's the place to be. Mike Ondish, great friend of mine, MMA legend. He's coming on the scene soon, guys. You can't miss him. He's real, real, real good. He's got a couple Muay Thai fights in him. He's going to be sponsored by the Roundhouse family when he gets a fight, so we're excited about that. In any case, moving right along, what do you think about Kelleher? I mean, I kinda... Oh, I loved it. I hate to say a walkthrough, but I don't think anybody thought he was yeah, gonna Yeah, Kelleher, you know what was cool about that is, that was the second
1: uh, opponent change in like a two-week period, right? Like, he was supposed to fight one dude, and he dropped off, and another one dropped off, and then he ended up, with was it, Ray Rodriguez, or whatever his name was, and He's fought four times now in the year 2020. He's, he's, the, uh, he's the equivalent to Angie Overkill Hill to me right now. Yeah. She, he's, his, his phone is always on, and when they need him to fight, he fights. And then he performs, and he always puts on a good show.
0: Margaret says, talk louder. Our sound sucks, Margaret. One day, me and Kyle ain't going to be busy, and we're going to...
1: Yeah, we'll fix these. Yeah. Leave us alone, for Christ's sake.
0: A's we suck. What we don't, do you, hey, what'd you think about... That's um, No, but no, it's a nice time to bring up the fact that me and Kyle, a lot of my friends think Kyle and I make money for doing this. This is in my fucking house. We don't make money for this. We yeah. just love MMA a lot. And yeah. we love all of you guys at Sports Show. Any case, moving right along. Um, what did you think of uh,
1: Michel Pera? That dude is like... I'll tell you right now. At first, when he came on the scene... I thought he was a little too much. He was doing these backflips. He was doing these front flips. He's doing all this dumb shit, and it was like absurd. But it makes now, more sense now. But now, I'll tell you right now, that's an entertaining fighter. Yeah, and he is massive for the welterweight division. Yep, I would like. I don't hate that guy at all. Now I think he's got a good thing going for him. He's like the Showtime Pettis of the welterweight division when Showtime was actually
0: doing his thing. In the lightweight division, but like flashier. And listen, we and talked like, about this before. Now with these, with a couple of key guys, and I'm not saying it's going to bankrupt the company, but with a couple of key guys retiring, it puts Dana in kind of uh, retirement control mode, and he that he could be key in that.
1: He dominated the shit out of that dude last night. Yeah. That guy, every round could have been a ten eight. It was like he was just. It was it was a lopsided. Ass whooping. How about OSP? OSP, but hold on. Before we did OSP, the licking the palms and slapping the dude. Oh, and then slapping. Ain't the
0: time for all that. I was, I was like, like, holy that. shit, man. This
1: dude is kissing his palm and then slapping the shit. I just thought it was great. Yeah. OSP, OSP looked good. And, you know, OSP made his trek up to heavyweight, fought Ben Rothwell, looked really good. at 240 pounds. Looked like he was a heavyweight when he fought Rothwell. Sure, I wonder if the John Jones leaving the. I, I wonder. I, I don't know. Maybe OSP just wanted to go back to down to two hundred five because he didn't feel comfortable right. up there. But or maybe he saw an opportunity to actually like, you know, it he he fought for a title once before against John Jones. OSP now, is just fucking huge. He's just a huge guy. He's got a lot of power. That that left hand, that left leg, his whole left side is lethal, and that. And like i got to be
0: honest, So I picked him to lose. I don't know why I
1: just did. I, I didn't, but I will say that I didn't even think the knockout punch that he landed was all that hard. It sounded hard because it's silent in the arena. Right. But when they showed the replay, it's not like he like connected. His wrist was almost like yeah. bent when he landed. But it was enough. But it was enough.
0: It put him down. I bet and, his wrist starts today. Right. And hey, that, check this out, though. Not to cut into that, but what was it... Was it Kelleher? Who the... Yeah, it was... I think it was Kelleher. When he won, he said, Oh, yeah, let's play some golf. Let's play some golf, DC. And because there's nobody there, you could completely hear it. Yeah. DC's like, Hell, yeah, let's do this.
1: DC's retired. He's got all the time in the world to go hit some golf balls.
0: Hey, real quick, though, I just want to thank my best buddy, my partner, Captain America, for this awesome shit. Would you just look at it? Look at... (laughs) Suck it in! Drink it in... That's from my best pal. Hook up the podcast Where are we put that? studio. I was thinking either here or there under one of us to the mm. corners.
1: Wherever it would look good. Are we moving on from last night to the event before that?
0: Let's do it. All right, let's just give it up to Alistair Overeem for 74% yeah. punch accuracy. Unmatched. He's the man. Say what you want. He should retire my ass.
1: Yeah, and um, if you guys want to jump in the... Uh in the comment booth here tell me a better fighter in the history of the UFC that hasn't won a title because there's no one better than him Chris Lieben no I'm kidding no it's over me no Lieben no Faber no cowboy it's over no, all of no, him. it's him he's 40 years old with 66 fights under his belt Yeah, and he has been nothing but a demolition man
0: horse meat fellas horse meat Chew it yeah I love that guy he's great So, UFC 252 at the Apex. We had Stipe versus DC. We have Sugar Vera and JDS Rosenstruck. What do you think? Let's start with JDS Rosenstruck. Rosenstruck come in looking pretty
1: damn good. Yeah, and JDS looked good too. He He didn't look bad at all. He he was in... Better shape, he was slimmed down a little bit. I don't know what he weighed, because I don't remember. I don't him, but know, but
0: the stash and all that
1: just and the stash, I hate that. But um no. He he lost. He was he was supposed to lose and he lost. Rosenstruck is sure is more of the guy now and he's got so much power in his hands. As good I actually thought that JDS looked like the better fighter moving around in the cage with footwork and, and hand and his jab and all that stuff, but Rosenstruck's just He's the newer newer thing on the scene, and JDS
0: is fading away, so. He is. He is. Unfortunately, but he's been around forever. Mm-hmm. Hey, not to cram too many ads down everybody's throat, but it's been a damn while. Let's open some fan mail. What do you think? Fan mail? I didn't know fan we mail. get fan mail, so. Let's do that. <laughs> we got some this time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, while I'm opening this, uh. Let me just tell you all something. We are not only CBD products. We just came out with a multivitamin with collagen, gummy form, or tincture. And we also have immune booster tincture. I don't know if any of you guys know what tincture is, it's kind of like syrup and it's highly, highly, highly saturated with THC. And what do you add it added to? This is, I got to cheat. In this case. Oh, is that like a muscle rub type thing? This here, yes. It's bioavail, the bioavailability of this is tremendous. It's like water, it'll absorb. So the CBD goes right to where it has to work. This is a great pain pill, I must cheat. I knew what this one was. So, if you guys out there, I mean, you know me, I got a lot of arthritis, I use a lot of that. And if you want to get some, my good, good friend Kimberly Rain Kimberly Rainville. She is at hummingbirdhemp dot com. Hummingbirdhemp dot com. You get all the bio range. This products. is uh,
1: this is THC free too. So just CBD. Just CBD. Can't even so get a I would say for all my broke down, broke back ass having fucking army people that I'm in there with
0: that Give it worry a try.
1: that worry about using CBD products because of THC because you're gonna pop hot on some sort of drug yeah. test, which I don't think you ever would with a THC muscle rub anyway. Yeah.
0: But just in case you're worried about it. Maybe yeah, yeah. Well, maybe yeah. you're a Christian, maybe, you're, yeah. maybe you have children, maybe whatever, this THC is the way free. to go. there you go. And you, and you don't even have to. Try if, it out. If you can't find, you will though. Hummingbirdhemp.com, it's impossible not to find. But even if you can't, go to my page and look for Kimberly Rainville. Rainville. Doobie Rainville. To be exact, Kimberly's great. She always takes care of me. She is my CBD, BioRains hookup, and she, like I said, she's at hummingbirdhemp.com. But now that that's out of the way, one more thank you, Susan Coon Thompson, the great Robbie Thompson's mother. We had a wonderful time for my birthday party. We drank a few of these. I just wanted to give her a shout out. We love you very much. Your family she drank a whole bottle one night. Much love and respect. Mm, close. Close. Robbie, we love and miss you, brother. Let's get on with the show. So,
1: two fifty-two. We were on. We were on. Steve
0: Bay Oh yeah. So we got to talk about Vera, who was looking awesome, and yeah. Sugar, who not only had a setback in the ring, he had a setback with his aura, image, his yeah. attitude, his image,
1: his brand. He fucked that up because he he claimed he he claimed the only reason why he lost that fight is because he had an, he had like a freak injury but you know what a month's gone by now we can all do some research and look into this and everybody you remember when um, michael chandler was fighting brent Primus, and he got what they called nice uh one. the stinky leg yes right Primus kicked him in the side of the knee and he damaged the nerve and they, they actually diagnosed him with a uh, foot drop that's a real thing so yes. apparently a foot drop so the the uh, I actually wrote this shit down because I can't remember, but peroneal nerve runs down. And the Bellator guys
0: were wise to it, right? They know the it peroneal all
1: about. nerve. And if you go back to that Sugar Sean fight against Marlon Cheeto Vera, Cheeto kicks the shit out of the right, out of the outside of uh, his right knee. It was shortly, like twenty thirty seconds after that, he rolled his foot forward. Well, I guess the the peroneal nerve that goes down the leg controls. Your, it, you, it, it gives you stabilization and control of the foot, and if you damage that nerve, you can't control your foot no more, and it just does weird yep. shit. So that's what. So for sugar to say that he won during some freak shit, no, Cheeto kicked him in the side People of his implemented the correct yeah. kick to yeah. stop him. He he kicked the shit out of the side of his knee. He didn't check it correctly next thing you know he's doing the stanky leg like fucking michael chandler and then he gets dropped to the ground and cheeto drops some ground and pound on him in one fair and square so for him to be all cheeto's not a better fighter than me he got lucky that is so bad for his image and honestly it made
0: me hate his rainbow hair even fucking sure. more sure i don't like his damn rainbow yeah. hair I was wondering if the lovely Julie would go and get the Mexicutioner shirt because I unfortunately forgot it. And we're live, and sorry, because we're live. This is what happens live TV, folks. Anyway, moving right along.
1: We've seen it before, too, with Cejudo. Cejudo got kicked in the side of the knee by um, DJ in their first fight. Oh, yeah. And Cejudo was doing the fucking foot roll, too. So it's a real thing. For him to not acknowledge, that pisses me off because, you know... Well, this thing where he's saying, this isn't even a loss. It's no, I'm still undefeated. No, you're not. You didn't check a kick right. You got kicked in the side of the knee. It damaged your fucking nerve and your foot. You rolled. You got hit. You got dropped. Right. You got finished. And it was over. If it, People would really like him if he would have just accepted that. Yeah. And been like, man, you know what? I should have checked that kick better.
0: It just It's a negative light that he didn't need. Yeah. Uh, Margaret, go ahead. Like I said, check out HemingbirdHemp.com or... Link up with my friend Kimberly on my page. You can't miss it. Derek's right, though, his his rainbow haircut. It's like, hey, look at me. Okay, we see ya. I don't think he needs that because of his fucking colorful tattoos, dude. How he's about a fucking
1: billboard? And he he's also
0: a very sophisticated fight IQ. Yeah, and he's you very don't good. He's,
1: he's excellent. And in, in the fights prior to, I was becoming more and more of a fan. But then he showed up against Cheeto with Takashi 6'9's hair. And, right. and like this new attitude of, you know, I'm better than everybody. And it just, it just turned me off to, to him a lot. Ooh.
0: Agreed. So, got my executioner Joey Beltran, BKFC, heavyweight champion shirts, and I got the tank top and the t-shirt. My personal thank you to Joey Beltran Listen, I doubt there's any of these left, but give it a try, guys. Support.
1: The Mexicutioner.
0: The Mexicutioner. Shit, I've been talking to him since the, the TV show Sons of Anarchy. Since those days on social media, man. And he's always supported me. And he's the man. And your shirts are awesome, executioner. Thank you, sir. I guess we move on to DC and Steve, huh? So... We finally got that answer to the long-awaited question of what happens in a rematch.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I actually rewatched the fight yesterday just because I I knew we were going to do a show today. We hadn't been on in a while, and it wasn't fresh in my mind. And I got to tell you, man, DC looked good in the fight. And early in the fight, he kept landing bombs on Stipe. And, like, in the first two rounds of the fight, it looked like it was going to be DC's fight. And then Stipe... Came back, started hitting body shots. Yep. He carried the body shots over from the fight before. Then we had the bad eye poke.
0: That was brutal, brutal. And um, I think the improvement was all Steepes by far. Yeah, and then
1: you know, and it went to the judges, and they both fought really great. And you couldn't ask for a better fight to try to crown the goat heavyweight. Sure. Anyway. Right. And, and and DC should be proud of himself going out. You know even with the even with the with the loss it wasn't a bad loss. it was a tough loss. He was fighting one eyed for two up uh, two rounds you know what i mean but um d a legend and everyone should be
0: proud that they got to see him fucking do his absolutely great friend to the company he's gonna go uh he's probably finish out his his working career with that company
1: well they moved um they removed him from the u s you saw Testing pools.
0: So yeah, he's official.
1: That's the official. Yeah. I'm out. Thing. He's a
0: great friend of the company. They love him. Dana loves him. That's a good thing when you can get along he's with. Great he's great commentary. Huge.
1: Yes. He's a good personality. He's got a podcast with Ariel Hawan. He's got the Ariel and DC podcast. He's he's on ESPN. He's on Sports Center. You, you just see him. He's just a very right. likable guy. You know, and he's a you know whether you whether you hate like. PED users or not, like he does have that. I've never been popped for anything, fucking thing, going with him for he's people a, like me
0: that carries right. weight.
1: He's an, he's an all-American. He coaches high school wrestling at uh, whatever the high school, whatever the he's, he's Grandy Grandy High School, whatever. Mm-hmm. He's a high school wrestling coach. He's an Olympian. He's an all-American wrestler. He's honest. He's honest. He's clean. He's everything, and he's just a likable dude.
0: Solid. uh solid calls on fights even if they're even if they're training partners of his he calls yeah. it how he sees it long story short
1: i said gramby gilroy gilroy high gilroy school.
0: correct that's gilroy. why gramby did
1: not sound right but I gilroy, correct he's, he's the high school wrestling coach there he's just like i mean you can't hate D. if you hate dc you're a fucking dickhead sure <laughs> i don't know it's just like what's there to hate about the guy well, and, listen. and Stipe for the same in the same thing. It's two likable dot likable guys in the main event. Stepe is a damn first responder who is still an active firefighter,
0: yet still defending his heavyweight title. Right, like he, two guys you can't hate. It was a great. Let's talk about the best accusis- accusation from Strike Force. Could be Hendo, but it's probably DC. It's him. No, it's him. If and, DC, and, and, if Hendo spoke better, he might have stuck around with the company. But Hendo don't don't really need that type of deal. He's not really the public so many, blah blah type. I, honestly, though, that you talk about Strikeforce,
1: man, DC's the man. But you, Reem came from there. Aldo, Faber, uh, no Aldo and Faber is WEC. Oh yeah, where am I going? Right, you're going you're going wrong direction. Right. But you're talking Jaco right? You're talking Hendo. You're talking Masvidal. You could say you're the talking Diaz's. the Dia, uh, Nick Diaz. That well, whole team, a lot of them Alistair, Alistair Overeem. Alistair Overeem Gilbert. Is, yeah, it's like there's a there's a there's a whole train full of fucking killers that came from there, but the one guy that came from Strike Force that should have never left the goddamn heavyweight division, if he wasn't best friends with Kane Velasquez, yeah. It wouldn't even be a conversation. DC would be the greatest heavyweight of all time. Sure. Because he would have been the heavyweight champion.
0: For and years. Looks like, like your cousin's brother. That's out of shape, right? Yeah, he's like, ah yeah, man. D- I,
1: I really truly believe that too. I think that D.C. Um, his friendship with Kane gave us the John Jones rivalry. It gave you know it gave him the opportunity to go down to light heavyweight and become a champion down there. But he really never had any business being a light heavyweight. D.C. Sure. was a heavyweight. He was an unbelievably talented heavyweight as a chubby guy. He hey, going not to there. cut
0: you off. Going backwards for a little bit. What did you think about Menafield's big punches though? I think that Menafield I was a little surprised with how accurate and powerful they were. He's a friggin' tank that yeah.
1: guy. I yeah. want to see him again. Yeah, no no no. I'm impressed by him too. He looks like he, he's a brick shit house that guy. And uh, for OSP to go in there, take shots from a dude that's swinging hammers like that. I mean, the the guy looks like he could bench press about 600 fucking right. pounds He's a beast nice. uh, Yeah, no, Menafield I don't know I, I don't know much about him, I'll be honest I I just know that he came from the Contender Series, right? He was a Contender Series guy He's got a few fights in UFC And, and he's a knockout artist, but he couldn't knock out
0: OSP Well, I know and you're he couldn't busy couldn't take a left foot I mean, let, me a left get, let me get in your ear Yeah, true, true We know that But let me get in your ear about these three topics before I get you out of here. I want to know, we got three good things. I'm going to give them to you rapid fire and you give me the one that you want to talk about first and then we'll go with the other two. We got Tyson Roy Jones. Hmm. Awesome. We got Bones Possible move to heavyweight. And we got Masvidal Diaz, BMF title again.
1: Go. If I'm going to talk about one of those, it would be John Jones moving to heavyweight.
0: Where do you think? Who?
1: I think, we just kind of talked about Reem. I kind of talked about Brock. It's funny because Reem said he would like to fight John Jones, which I don't really know if that's the way to go. I think John Jones, honestly, if and I and I don't know if people are gonna get fucking mad about this or whatnot, but if I am Dana White and the company, I'm sorry, Francis, you're not getting the title fight. It's John Jones. It's the right
0: thing to do because The fact Franny, that he said he's definitely getting the title shot makes me think he's probably not going to. I know, but that's, that's a Dana White move. Think about... He said, Nangano is definitely getting the next shot, which makes me think, uh-oh, Nangano's yeah, not yeah, getting yeah, the next yeah. shot. Until, until uh, Ari
1: and the right. Paradigm guys say, hey, man, um, if if Francis knocks out Stipe, we don't get a John Jones-Stipe fight, so sorry. I think,
0: and I mean this, and I'll bet anybody the right amount of money, Stipe will give Bones his first real loss. I, I'm not going mark, to... Just... Mark them words. You know what
1: I... If, if they fight. I didn't realize how small Stipe is for the heavyweight division until he fought DC this last time. And I know that he was the same weight all three times they fought. But 230 pounds is not a huge heavyweight. Oh, hell no! And John Jones... Easily, easily can put on 25 more pounds, walk around at 255, and cut down at 230. Now, if you get a John Jones natural, just complete athlete like he is putting on that extra weight that he doesn't have to cut down to 205 and and now instead of walking around 230 cutting the 205 he's walking around 250 cutting down the 230 we've seen he loves putting on muscle yeah, yeah, yeah. just like
0: Connor they put okay.
1: that's what scares me for Stepe because if you get a like in perfect shape John Jones at 230 pounds against a Stepe 230 with his fight IQ and his striking and his I'm not two sure it's all that shit yes 240
0: 250 his legs won't take it well, remember the spider incident? Like, he had a great frame. He was perfectly proportioned, but his legs were a little skinny. I want mm-hmm. to talk. Trust me, I got stick legs. But I mean, it's, it's it's not really what I'm saying as an insult. I'm just kind of saying the facts.
1: Yeah. I'm not, not
0: saying it's going to mean anything, but it could.
1: I think John Jones will do great at heavyweight. I think he might also solidify himself as the greatest fighter of all time when he actually does beat somebody like Stipe, if he does. But
0: you're right. I I think Stepe is is his biggest. Roberto Villa, our great great buddies over at FightBook MMA, says John Jones versus Gano and Brock and two on one fight. Eh, I don't know. Give Gano the damn shot. He deserved it. I I no. I
1: completely agree. But I think like like I said before, it's a business thing. It's it's a business, and people like money, and the people that own the UFC like money. And what's going to sell more pay-per-views? John Jones versus Stipe? or Francis Ngannou versus Stipe? Fair. or John Jones. Oh, or if they don't do, here's they got to do Jones versus Brock. That's what you got to do. How about that? Welcome, John. Welcome, Brock Lesnar, back to MMA. Put, Bone
0: said, "I'll fight your ass."
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll beat your ass. Yeah, too. that's what it was. Uh, Stipe versus Ngannou. Followed by the very next pay-per-view, Brock versus John Jones. Winner gets the winner of the other one. It's too easy. Just do it like
0: one that. of those scenarios is gonna happen. Yeah. And now you said
1: you said John Jones at heavyweight. You said a BMF run back. Or Tyson in Tyson
0: Jones.
1: Well the Tyson Jones thing, we can just go over that real quick because Tyson and Jones should already happen. Right, or it's going to happen this weekend, but they they pushed it off. They moved it because they realized how much of a buzz in social media. Like that, it was, it blew the fuck up. Okay, like here I got some see
0: insider info, and at this point, because we haven't done a show in so long, the insider info might just be uh, 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 attainable news. Yeah, but that video that popped of Tyson, and I mean moving that video that popped of him moving in the ring, and I mean moving looking, he was looking Yeah, looking Well, on, yeah. okay. The next day, he barely could get out of bed. (laughs) This is not bullshit. Well, he's 53. 53. And it caught up to him the very next day. And he was really, really, really hurting. And maybe the next day he was worse, whatever that case was. And for whatever reason, that brought to light that maybe they should move the fight. And then the other situation happened and then it was clear that they were definitely going to move the fight out a little bit. And I'm not saying that Tyson was in no way ready because you can tell by them videos and I'm I hate when people put too much in in videos of training, but he looked ready.
1: Yeah, but as long as can't get out of bed the next day is the day after the Jones fight. It's okay. That's okay. Right. As long as he'd fight that night. So, I think that is – that's definitely a factor. Age is a factor because Jones is 50 years old as well. There are no string chickens, either one of them. And, and if you stand them up next – side to side to each other, Tyson looks like he's going to eat him for breakfast mm-hmm. because Jones don't look like old school Jones. He's looks a little doughy, looks a little soft, but he's Roy Jones Jr. He's one of the best of all time. If
0: Jr. could get that slip away and confuse Mike three times, it's going to be the end oh, of man. his gas tank. I, I, I'm so I, scared for
1: Mike, but he's going to do me, it. Me, I actually – when it came down to it, like, I thought, you know, Roy Jones is just going to ruin this hype train. This return is over. But I think really what it come down to is how much buzz it got and how much money. I mean, how much they could do with, like, a, you know how you, uh, HBO does the 24-7? Yeah. Leading up to the fight. Showtime wants to do something like that. They want to do, like, a reality followed Roy Jones and Mike Tyson around for a month or two leading up to it. And then, you know, sell 2 million pay-per-views.
0: Uh, oh, always. speaking of that, I don't want to go too far back here, but uh, uh, Roberto Villa makes a good point. Jones versus Brock will bring more pay-per-view money, and that is always the case. So do it's that. It's a business. And then that's, that should be the smart move. You do that,
1: but then you got John Jones making his heavyweight debut against a guy who hasn't been in an MMA ring since UFC 200. Sure. And I and also agree with what Mark gills. saying.
0: No, Brock, please. His age? He's 43. He's a W. He's a, the fact that he's a WWE guy, and they think that they need him. I get it because it sells so many tickets, but it's like we don't, we don't need Brock. Okay, but his age—he's forty-three. He's not that old. He's like you. Get, yeah, but forty-three to Brock is not forty-three to Randy Couture. We, Maybe I'm but saying he's I don't not fifty-three. He's not like sure. Tyson. Sure, forty-three. Whoa, yeah. you bastard! What? He's not Mike Tyson. <laughs> oh, Mike!
1: You just told crazy. me Mike Tyson can't get out of bed the next day. Damn it! Brock Lesnar was a pro wrestler, and those guys—it's well known that those dudes are on the on the road for 340 days out of 365 a year. So yeah, that with the 43-year-old ass, can get out of bed the next day after Fair. doing a backflip off the top fucking rope. But and do it again the next day. Yeah, night. and then do it the next day. But you ever did you ever see the interview with, with Brock Lesnar where he says that he can't remember two years of his life? When he first broke into the UFC, it's on YouTube somewhere. He was drinking vodka and taking pills every single night. They would go on the road with WWE. He would do his show. He'd be in so much pain. He'd be in a hotel room. He would take a handful of Percocets, drink a bottle of vodka, blackout, wake up the next day, do the same thing over again. And he said the reason why he got that dumbass tattoo, he said he felt like he had a knife in his throat every day of his life. For two fucking years straight. And he said that uh, that's the only way he survived for two years in that business.
0: Now, for the moment of the show where I like to say something about somebody that I would never say to their face. Brock's a tool and that tattoo is fucking stupid. The tattoo's stupid. If he was right here, I'd be like, "Ah, that's a pretty cool tattoo, man. But he's not,
1: so. He's a freak athlete, though.
0: You know what I mean? Oh, Obviously, by far. But I just... Here's the thing.
1: Listen, when you're 290 pounds and you could do, like, a standing backflip,
0: like... There can, are so many... fucking... My problem with Brock is... I don't
1: think he's a good fighter. There's so
0: many... Right. There's so many good fighters that got knocked to the side because it would sell more fucking pay-per-views if this wrestler guy came over. Yeah. And, and And I'm not saying it's completely this at all anymore, but at the beginning it was this personal thing with Dana and Vince McMahon because if we all know anything, Dana, in the beginning patterned his business practices the way Vince McMahon would do it.
1: Because he's a billionaire. He's a genius. He, Absolutely. He monopolized the sport. And you know what? I used to be a, a pro wrestling little freak when I was a kid. I was, you know, Hulk Hogan. Sure, Ultimate, when I was a kid, it was cool. Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior all day. But what that guy did with the pro wrestling industry is he went around and he bought all the fucking companies around him so he could own it all. Dana did exactly the same thing. They made, you're, you're spot right. on with that. Dana was like, you know what? Let's go grab Strike Force. Let's go grab WEC. Let's grab all these little ones. Yep. We'll put them on the Fight Pass. They all work for us now.
0: And the ones that always had good business practices with them and in good relationships, they said, okay, you can go on our... You can be a, a breeding ground for our Contender Series, our, our Ultimate Fighters. We'll put you on Fight Pass. The ones that are too small and not a threat, but they're good friends with them. Yeah. So it works out for those guys, everybody yeah. else. But as me and Julie have noticed, they have been mentioning cage wars lately on the events and that's awesome. Tim Rankin's and family over there. Uh, cool. it's always good. They should be coming back soon. I was hoping Ben would get in here and give us some input, but now nah, no Ben today. Ben's a very busy man like me. He works about 6 days a week. This is my only day off, guys, so sometimes we don't do a show. And you know, Captain America's out there, sergeant. Master sergeant. Master sergeant. I got 20 promoted. years in the military. Yeah. 19 years. You.
1: Almost 20. I
0: said 20 because it sounds better.
1: Yeah, you round, I mean you round up. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, and the last thing we talked about, we you said uh the BMF dude, you know what? I don't want I don't want to see that fight again. I don't, I don't care about it. Don't care not one bit about that Nate Diaz run back with him. I don't. You know what I thought was cool about uh, Michelle Peña last night. He he said in the post. I thought it was
0: ridiculous. I thought it was hilarious. He there.
1: he's not. I thought it was hilarious. He's like, Good call, Jorge Masvidal. Yeah. I want that BMF film. You're, You're next. next. He obviously gets it. He gets the freaking. He, he you know, he gets that you got to be kind of ridiculous and and draw the cameras to yourself. That was funny, but Nate, yeah, dude, I, I don't know. How do you feel about it?
0: You want to see it? I can't get behind Masvidal, and I gotta say this. The first fight, I was scared for my boy, Nate, who was looking for a way out. Damn, that's a strong statement. Who looked like he possibly was looking for a
1: way out. Like, honestly, and not to bring Conor McGregor's name into a podcast that he has nothing to do with, I would rather... It had to happen. <laughs> it had Every fucking episode. It had to happen. happens. But, dude, I would rather him fight either one of those guys. Never heard I I would rather him fight either one of them.
0: Okay, in this case, there's some unfinished business. I don't care how ridiculous it is. The
1: trilogy with Nate.
0: Nope. Nope. I'm going somewhere completely different. The three piece and the soda fiasco has still not been absolved. He pretty much erased Leon Edwards from the last few months of the sport. Then I would would totally agree with that. Masvidal should fight Edwards.
1: 100%. I'm behind that. Now, when Masvidal says he's he's got way bigger
0: fish to fry, I'm like, yeah, you're right. No, you don't. You just lost to the champ. You you gotta
1: work your way back there. You know what he should do is he should fight Leon Edwards, and if he beats him, he
0: should fight Kobe Covington after Kobe
1: beats Tyrone Woodley. Which he will do. Right? And then you legitimately work your way back to Usman again.
0: I don't even think he's that far from Usman.
1: I think it's two fights. Forgot about Kobe though. No, Leon Edwards, Kobe Covington. Two fights, then you're back to a title fight. Yeah. That's what he should do. Yeah. Jorge shouldn't be doing another fucking BMF fight. Nate Shouldn't get that fight. I don't,
0: I, I, I love Nate Diaz, but I, he gets way too much burn. I don't know. I think uh, Roberto Villa's right, though. Uh, I did hear about this. Joey Cusumano should be fighting, t- not should be, but he was offered a deal. CES Boxing offered a sweet deal. But the thing is, is Tyson got offered several, several dozen deals with large amounts of money. We know BKFC tried as hard as they could to get him. Didn't they offer
1: him like $20 million or
0: something? Dude, Feldman has access to a lot of money. David Feldman, look out for him guys, he's coming. But anyway, in any case, uh, there was some great deals coming his way. BKFC was very close to get him in. But on a side note of that, very good for CES to even be trying to get into that sort of deal. CES is growing very fast. If you love MMA and you love local, Combat sports like I gotta do, it's an awesome deal.
1: I'm actually surprised that uh, the Zufa boxing thing never got really brought up with Tyson popping his head back around. Did it? Did that ever get brought up? What's that? Remember when Dana White was saying that they're gonna venture into Zufa boxing? Zufa boxing.
0: Oh, I think all his backers were like, so he just kind his back. They're like Dana
1: and Mike are but Mike. They're boys. Right. I thought that might have been like his way into the boxing world. He could. Did you
0: see the weigh-ins? Uh, Pereira. The smack? Yes. Yeah. Margaret wanted to mention that. Good yeah, is point. that
1: why he kept kissing his hands and smacking the dude back? <laughs> that
0: was awesome.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it was great, man. Yeah, I thought it was great. The
0: smack was, it was... The best part about the smack is how Dana held it. Yeah. Dana's like, it's been a rough week. Let him do not let him do it. That was as far as Dana wanted to give a fuck about it. Like, Whatever. Yeah. Funny shit.
1: Nah, that guy's got a lot of charisma, man, and, and, and a lot of buzz around him, so... And then like if anybody is not familiar with him, just go on YouTube and look him up and just watch some of his highlight right. fights. Uh, highlight films. He's he's a trip in the cage, man. Running up off the cage, back flips off the cage, front flip, heel kicks, like shit like that that you absolutely don't see unless you're playing Tekken.
0: Sure. <laughs> you know. Hey, let's take a second and welcome Motorsports Nation back to the fold. They missed us so much, they wanted to jump back in and be our main sponsor. Made us a great deal. Also, thank you to Sinners. Sinners Sinners.com, be a individual. And always our boys, Team Strike Zone, Daryl Maccarelli. is enjoying a little bit of vacation. Hopefully, he gets back to it soon. A lot of great boys down there. Also, some people moving around and stuff. There's a lot of of changes in local MMA. Hopefully, I'm going to get Daryl down here on the show one of these days, and we can pick his ear about it. But until then, I mean, what else I, do we got? I just
1: can't. I just can't wait until uh, November fourth when the pandemic ends. Agreed. And we can get back to smaller promotions and crowds showing up at casinos and getting some like local fights going. I'm interested to see how many of these smaller
0: companies don't
1: come back. Don't maybe. make it. Yeah, don't make it out of this, man. This has been a, a, a spear that fucking went right through the heart of everything. Yeah, it's and, horrible. And it fucking sucks, man. Hey, um, before we leave, did you think that um, that kid Alexander Radek, or Rackick uh, plunged himself into the light heavyweight uh, title talks? Or is he still a couple fights away? Because he beat the living shit out of Anderson, uh, Anthony Smith.
0: I think Anthony S- Smith ain't looked good since that home invasion. Well, he's just—I think he's not
1: sized right for that title. I mean, for that division,
0: he's—he gets—he gets ten minutes into a fight and he's ready to lay down and rest. And I hate—I hate being so mean to these people like this. I'm sorry, Anthony Smith, you're—you're you're the man. Lionheart's not the right nickname for you though.
1: Maybe not anymore. He's got like 50, 60 fights. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, he's been around for, and he's only 30 years but old. But it just
0: seems like it took all of it out of him when he had to protect his family, that his life was, and all that.
1: I thought that kid was pretty impressive. And I thought when, and I love Glover Teixeira, when when Glover popped for uh, COVID and Tiago needed a, a uh, replacement, they went ahead and just rescheduled it for next month. But I thought that kid rackick Alexander Rackick, whatever. Rasik. Rasik, whatever his name is. I thought that was perfect. He took no damage in that Anthony Smith fight. If he could have hopped in there, it would have been a four-man fight for that. or I mean, a four-man race to the title. Right. Yeah. Anyways, you got that Dominic, Dominic Reyes fight coming up, so we'll get a champion soon, and then we'll figure it out from there.
0: I guess that's just about going to do it at the roundhouse.
1: I wanted to say something real quick. So in the last two weeks, all right, I've had a rough couple of weeks. I just want to shout out. I don't know if anybody that knows this guy, my boy Joel Dillis, he was from Canterbury, right? He Which was, is where we are, for those this of you who are. This guy was my mentor in the Army. When I came in as a little piece of shit private, straight out of basic training, AIT, straight into a deployment, back when, in 03 when the war started, um, they said, your little ass go with this guy he's a six foot two 225 pound bald big dude i was a 160 pound skinny little twerp and he took me under his wing he told me how to be a fucking leader how to be a soldier how to just how to handle myself how to if you know your job don't ever let nobody fucking tell you how to do your job type shit don't let anybody talk to you without talking to me first this guy was the best guy I ever met in the fucking army, and he died last Tuesday. What was his name? Joel Dillis. He, uh, he went to the doctor back in March, thought he had COVID. He had all the symptoms. Tested negative for COVID. Um, so they ran some other tests on him. They found out he had leukemia, and like he was deep in it. So they Damn. started, started com- uh, chemo right away. He was doing well. This guy, if you ever knew him, you know he's like throw 300 up on an incline. Six foot two. He always had T-Rex arms because he was always like, yeah, that's where I got it. He was like, you need to stop being a skinny little bitch. You're going to be my fucking, you're going to be my protege. Time to beef up, kid. So he took me under his wing and like, I love that guy to death. But he passed away. So thoughts and prayers to his family. What was was, his right? That was my dude. He was at E seven when he retired. And he was very proud. Like, I, just talked to him a couple weeks ago because I was getting promoted and like I made it a little further than he actually did. So and, that was he a proud proud, yeah. Yes. He was very proud of me. And uh he was he was disappointed that he couldn't make it, but he was up in Boston uh getting chemo treatment when I was getting promoted. So At least
0: he got to have that little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, he His told protege me protege made it. Yeah. And he told me that he said I'm gonna beat this shit. And uh, I'll be there when you get Command Sergeant Major and you can make me do push-ups. You know, maybe like that would have been like 10 years from now. If, But, you know, what? shit happens. 2020 could suck a fucking dick. How about that?
0: Listen, 2020 ain't going to stop me. Me and the lovely Julie <laughs> out here in Canterbury. We're living better than we ever have. And, uh, you know, there's there's going to be bad things in every... In every generation, I guess they say, right now the world's a crazy, crazy place, but thanks to the UFC in specific, we have MMA, and that helps my mind, mind. and that helps me and Kyle, and uh, you know, if you know us, that's how we communicate. In any case, that's about gonna do it today for the Beauvais MMA Roundhouse. Thank you, don't forget to like, share, keep us out there. Any potential sponsors, you know how to get a hold of us, over and out.